Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How's it going? It is going. We are one week in to 2018. I know. Um, (laughs) The new year makes me really excited about uh, possibilities and organizing and getting everything ready for all the exciting things that can happen. For sure. I say that a lot in these podcasts. I know people. I just, if you want to play a drinking game, every time I say for sure, chug one back. You'd be drunk by the end. Ooh, and me and like. (laughs) Every time I say like, have a sip. (laughs) If I say it twice in one sentence, then you have to do a show. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But no, planning and organizing. That's why we're here today. Yeah, you're definitely a huge planner person. Yeah. And I am a crazy secret organization person. (laughs) You, uh... If you come to my house, you'll see all of my crazy secret organization stuff. And uh, up in my studio, I have very cool organization stuff that I have created and crafted. (laughs) And uh, one of my favorite things about being a crafty-ass female is using colorful office supplies to make my day easier, faster, more efficient, and, like, more fun. Totally. And I think that... Crafty ass females know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> and I think, you know, when you said I'm a planner person, that's only because I, it's one of my main things I share, right? And I had to being part of the happy planner. And now it's just become this routine for, and, and the content that we talked about, you know, in our best nine episode that people expect and like to see from me. And it, it's, it's a part of my craft that became something I really connected with. So where a lot of people, it's mini books or, or scrapbook pages or cards, planning has become the creative outlet that I most, you know, can run with. So I think that's why hashtag planner babe, you know, but I think in some way, well with you. Yeah. And I think some way in every, in in some way or another, all crafty ass females are planners and organizers. You kind of have to be in order to, whether it's digital or paper or whatever, even if they you need to be able to plan out that project, right? That project or that life event or whatever it is. So I think this is a really exciting episode for most of our listeners. And, you know, it is January 8th that this is going live. And a lot of you might be like, well, you're two weeks late, girls. Like I was planning my planner lineup way before January 1st hit, which could be totally true. But we also think maybe a week later is a good time to reflect on, is that working for you? Maybe you could change it up in some way now that the dust has settled from all that New Year's hoopla kind of thing. Totally. And you can also like go and get the planners that are on sale. Perfect timing. Hit up your favorite big box store, get a 50% off planner, hit up your favorite Etsy shop or your favorite online retailer, or go into one of those cool stores and get that planner that you've been dying for but you didn't want to spend 50 or $60 on, and you can get it for 35 bucks. who cares if it doesn't have the first week of the year in it? It still has the last 50 <laughs> weeks of the year. Good point. You're getting a great value. It, like, if you just compare, like, ratios, you are getting a fantastic value. And if it was up um, to me, maybe, you know, this is next year too, being that all the Happy Planner supplies I had for free will no longer 
be applicable, right? You're going to hear a lot of my planners are from the Happy Planner, but I didn't pay for any of them. <laughs> I was like, when you get shipped big boxes of stuff, like that's what you're going to use, especially when you're on a budget. But for me next year, like I think my plan of attack is going to be soak in all that everyone else is planning to do and then the second week of January or at the end of January, come up with my planner plan. Because I feel like, just like you said, like that'll be the best time to buy and use those coupons and have a better idea. I think we put too much pressure on January 1st. No doubt about it. I think that's totally true. And I know for me, like I get caught up and I have a lot of anxiety in choosing the best plan Mm -hmm. and like putting so much thought into, oh my God, crafting the perfect plan. For Instead sure. of, you know, Sip. working on the best actions and, you know, what's the next step? Let me work on doing the best thing for the next step yes. instead of, oh, my God, what if I can't, you know, think of the best plan? When, like, we all know, like, even the best laid plans, you know, you know, somebody's going to screw up. Something's going to screw up. You know, we're going to have a snow day or, you know, Johnny's going to come down with the flu and we can't go there or, you know, something's going to screw up your perfectly laid plan. So, you know, don't plan out everything in advance because your best laid plans are just going to get screwed up. Worry about the next best thing. And if getting a 50% off planner is going to help you for the next 51 weeks of the year, totally do it. Yeah, totally. Taking a look at what everyone else's planners look like for the first seven days of the year, or, you know, what worked for everyone in 2017, um, what worked for you in 2017, what didn't work for you in 2017. We're going to talk a lot today about uh, what worked for us this past year, what didn't work for us this past year. Um, A big part of success, especially in your creative life and your making everything work for you is knowing what doesn't work for you. And that only happens by trying a bunch of things and failing at some and succeeding at some. (laughs) Right. And you have to be willing to like be open to like, screwing up and choosing the wrong thing and failing and deciding, okay, this is not for me. And you'll only know it's not for you if you try it and be like, okay, this one's not for me. For sure. Sip, sip. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about planners. Let's do it. I use uh, the Get to Work book. Uh, The Get to Work book was made by, or still made by, uh, Elise Joy. And you can get it at gettoworkbook.com. I love it because it is black and white. It's minimalist. It has very little inside. I love how she pitches it as it's a planner that stays out of your way, right? That's the kind of like her pitch line. Right. And it's it's an actionable planner. It goes from Monday to Sunday. So it's meant to be used for someone who has a work week, especially right. a, a stay-at-home work week. It doesn't have times, so it's not like a somebody who's going to have meetings in an office each day. Um, I love that it has uh, three boxes on the left-hand margin so that you can have, you know, what are your action items for the week? And I like how it's done in threes. A lot of her things are threes. There are three uh, check boxes at the top of each day. So what are your three main tasks for the day? What are your three main tasks for the week? And then there's some grid space at the bottom for notes. Um, that works really well for me because I definitely don't have a set schedule every day. I definitely don't have a set schedule every week. And so there's a, a lot of openness and freeness in the way I can set up my pages from week to week. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like that there are monthly 
uh, calendar pages, there are tabs, there are pages at the back of each month for like here are project uh, goal sheets to work on. Um, there are fantastic little inspiration um, illustrations in each month. I really love the style of it all. Her aesthetic really matches mine and in addition to the planner itself, she has a whole bunch of other little products to go with it. Um, there are these rainbow post-its that I use every day and there are seven little lines and I use those as, uh, what do I need to get done today? These are my list of tasks to get, got, to get done. And I know at the end of the day, whatever I don't have done has to go into my book for the next mm -hmm. day. And like seven seems like a pretty good list, pretty good number for me. Mm -hmm. I know like if I have more than this amount on my to-do list for the day, then like I'm, I'm overpacking right. myself. Like I'm obviously right. there's, there's no way that I'm going to get more than what fits on this note card. And seven would note. be a super productive day and one or two mm -hmm. or three would still be a good amount that you did. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. And I don't feel guilty having to move one or two mm -hmm. or three over to the book for the next day. And it just, it's a good system. I really like that it's rainbow. It makes me feel happy just looking at it. <laughs> um, How many, this is going to be your, what number you're using it? This, I have my third one. Okay. And so I have the July to July edition because I'm still one of those people who like, I feel like the school year <laughs> is my start of the, of the real year. Because yeah. I, I still feel like summer is just the time off. Yeah. And like, I really get back into the groove and want to start a, um, like a routine in like September, mm -hmm. especially like, cause I, I know myself and like January 1st, is a great time to start things. Uh, if that works for you, but like, we are spending a lot of time today saying January 1st is definitely not the day you need to start everything. It's not the day you like magically, it's not, there is no magic. I feel January like January 1st. 1st is the day that you breathe in really deeply and let out the possibility, but know that it's going to take time to decide how the year's really going to go or shape how they were. Like, I, I, I don't, I just feel like, I feel like it's a yay fresh start, like reflection day, but not necessarily yeah. the kickoff day. And it's, it's a difficult time for people to start new things, mm -hmm. especially if you are, um, drunk from new year's Eve. Right, drunk, like, <laughs> drunk from New Year's. And if you're not, good, like, a lot of creatives are, you know, I don't, I don't want to make generalizations, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of creatives, especially those of us women who spend time online, can be prone to bouts of seasonal affective disorder. Yes. And if you are going to try to start a new thing on January 1st, that's like the shittiest time, man. <laughs> there's right. no daylight. There's no energy. And like, if that's you're you, drunk. I'm oh, sorry. That's yeah, just me. You, you know, you know, you're starting from like the hardest time. Yeah, for sure. And so like, if you, be nice to yourself, yeah, like know that you are starting at a hard time to start. And so don't beat yourself up about like, trying to you know like this is not the best time in the world to lose weight this is mm -hmm. not the best time in the world to like quit doing a bad habit that you know you've been doing for a whole bunch of times this is not you know you need superhuman strength to do 
a thing that's really, 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 really hard Mm -hmm. at a time where your body is not, you know, at the best time to do it. But, you know, planners and organization are really, really helpful in helping you set up a routine that will guide you through the dark days and let you make incremental changes. Especially when you come home from work and it's already dark and you can't get outside for a walk or do your exercise routine because it's icy or, like, freezing cold... January 1st just isn't the greatest time to decide to overcome all of your biggest hurdles at once. I mean, unless it is for you, but I think that's an exception. I think that we put, like you're saying, pressure to weight loss and this and goals and this and that. that. And it's a good time to think about it. But for most, it doesn't happen. It happens throughout the year. It's, it's, it's the seed that's planted on January 1st, right? But for me, it does mean a return to, or at least a desire to return to a normal routine. And for that, I use uh, Elise Joy's Get to Work book. Right. And that's your main go-to everyday open. Yeah. Uh, I'm obsessed. I bought one as soon as she put them on sale years ago. It's absolutely my style, both visually and functionally. I am uh, super grateful to Elise for making this product. And she, in and of herself, has de- like is known for like her thing, her secret sauce is goal setting. And if you follow her on, and I mean, she said this a few years ago when she announced that she was making Get to Workbook. She's like, it's just the natural extension of what my content has always been. She's like, I've set goals, I've reached goals, I've advised others on how to do so. So this book is coming from a person who's blogged for like years about goals and goal setting and and has achieved amazing things. So she knows what she's talking about. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, she has a great video of her five-year goal setting plan and um, how it's gone so far in her Instagram stories. Her IG handle is Elise Joy, E-L-I-S-E-J-O-Y. And I'll link to that in the show notes. In addition to my Get to Work book, which is the only technical planner that I use, I keep a lot of binders as well because I um, write down pretty much every single thing by hand um, and all that stuff like really needs to be organized. I literally hand write every single thing before I type it up. Um, Like every single paper that I wrote in college, every term paper that I have, like yeah, all of them. Um, I have a handwritten draft attached to the graded paper that I got back in a binder along with the syllabus and any printed course materials. So like right now, I only have a couple of binders that I'm currently using. So my main binder is one that I carry around every day. It's a 6x8 Allie Edwards Week in the Life album that I uh, took the Week in the Life pages out of and put it in another album. And um, I have it divided with some color-coded dividers for each of my big projects. Um, So right now I'm using my pink divider for Awesome Ladies, my orange divider is for the Crafty Ass Female podcast, my yellow divider is for my Are You Kristen stuff, Um, and my big projects. I have a blue blue divider for 100 Days of All About Me, and a green divider for my Book of Me project. And that's everything I'm doing right now. And any notes or ideas... Um, it's like my big get to, like, to get done binder. I don't believe in to-do lists anymore. I believe in to get done lists. So, um, my get to workbook is for planning and keeping things neat and organized. And this binder is for holding all of the notes and ideas and post-its and other bits that need to, like, be present. But they, like, take up way too much room and space to be put into my planner. 
Um, I also have lots of binders for like all of my workshops or um, any workshop I've ever done or any of my large projects uh, more generally so that like I can keep all of the notes and the paperwork and the printables and like any PDFs that I've made and obviously all of the handwritten notes that I have for all of those things um, super organized and so that I can refer back to them later. Are they in storage? Yes. They are in our enormous freezing garage, so I just like um, put them in there in like those gigantic Rubbermaid containers that you get at Target now when they're having their organizational sales. Um, and I like to pretend that it's organized so that I don't have to think about it too much. Poor little cold pass binders. <laughs> like, so, okay, so if Get to Workbook is your main planner, the happy planner is my main planner. But there's, you know, it doesn't really stop there because the happy planner has three different sizes so you can get a mini a classic which is like a medium size or the big and you know obviously a lot of the girls listening to me who know me <laughs> are happy planner people they know me from that brand so they're familiar with it but my planner planner and now i have a planner in each size and each size works for me in different ways but my planner planner the daily go-to the way your get to workbook is is my big happy planner and i used um, a classic before the big came out and filled it, filled it, filled it. And the way I plan, the way that I, I functionally plan is I prep the month a week before the month happens in a pretty way so that I'll want to open it and look at it. But once the week hits and I get down to business, it's like, take no prisoner. Like <laughs> every line is filled every list I have to make, someone mentions something and I flip, flip, flip and, and write it in. Like there's take no prisoner. Like I, it is my workhorse. Yeah. So it's my daily to do. And I feel like this has kind of happened when I was a teacher. It's called like teacher brain where like I just had a blank book and there was so many things coming at me all the time that I, I just needed to write it and then it would literally fly out my brain. Like when I was a teacher throughout my day, someone would say something to me or I have to email a parent or da, 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 or whatever it was or I'd see someone in the hall and they said, email, email me that paperwork and I would have to write it. And then it literally flew out my brain. When I would get home after my day of teaching and open up this planner of all the things I had to do and it would start flooding back, like that's when the stress started. But it was just, I feel like it was a defense mechanism. So I think I use my, to not be overwhelmed during the day, to get through my day and then be overwhelmed. But like, I feel like my big happy planner is that. It's, it's a way for me to jot everything that fills up life so then I can organize it and go through it day by day, kind of how you use the get to work book rainbow list. Yeah. So that's my big one. Um, yeah. Um, I love that you set up your month in advance, uh, like the week before the month starts. That's completely brilliant. And I am totally stealing that. Yeah. It's usually decorative. So I'll set up the color scheme and like, of course, shameless plug need to mention my planner strips. So I've been making planner strips since the first, since before the big happy planner came out, I would make them to put in my classic because the happy planner, unlike get to workbook has no lines. It's not, um, yeah, it's just blank open boxes, which I've seen some people use the stickers and work with beautifully. Like a lot of the stickers have lines and stuff like that. So, but for me, I, I constantly needed those lines. I loved having the hours because I would put the things on top, which would happen first in the day and then follow along 
to the end of what would be the night. So it just made sense to put the hours because I was writing plans and like that anyway. Yeah. But so I was making planner strips with my routine morning, like the, my morning routine, the things I would do every morning anyway, already typed up on the top so that I could just check off, check off. So it was very personalized. I couldn't ever make them public because it was only my morning routine. Um, but once I left me and my big ideas this summer, I started making them more generic. And actually, you know, I was looking at my planner ships now. I was definitely inspired by get to workbooks format, but I didn't realize that because I wasn't like staring at get to workbook while making my planner ships. It's just, I loved Elise's style so much that it just turned out to look like that. And I was like, oh my God. And then when I looked at them, um, this summer, I was like, oh my God, like, did I just copy her? So like, I didn't realize it was happening, but they're for free anyway. And you know, I wouldn't ever want to take business away from get to workbook, but they're just kind of what's helped me. But yeah, so through using my planner ships, I'll set that up. I'll set them up the month before just to be able to pitch them and market them also. But yeah, but that's what's helped me kind of plan. And then what's good about the happy planner is the disc system, because kind of how you use your binder um, to kind of segment, uh, what put in sections, like different things, the happy planner discs allow you to insert and take out whatever you need. So I'll have those core. Yeah. So like in between each week, I'll have those core notes in the middle, like everything I need to do for the podcast or everything. And I can remove and put in the next week, those same notes. So for me, just like a binder, you can in out insert the happy planner is really good for that as well. And then if I have a note within a week that doesn't need to follow into the next weeks, I'll leave it in that week. And again, because my brain works via date and chronological, I can retrieve that info by remembering, oh, Christmas time was when we had that talk or the summer is when I had that meeting and this is the notes we took. So because I'm able to file chronologically within the happy planner, I can retrieve easier. So that system's helped me in that way too. Okay. So like small confession time here, I have a little bit of anxiety over like when to put things into my planner. So like this year example, right? Um, I got like super over ambitious and decided to like write out the first half of my 2018 editorial calendar. And then um, I took a look at it again and it was supremely obvious that I had bitten off way more than I could chew and I needed to cut back like severely. So like now when I get to workbook, I need to like cross out like a ton of shit. Um, so like uh, when is the best time to start writing these things in your planner? Like, what is the etiquette on this? Did I miss, like, some type of Emily post memo? How do I balance this need to put down the things, like, that I'm planning and, like, the ideas of, like, my business and, like, the very real things that are happening in my life? Like, um, my friend Rachel's wedding, uh, that's coming up or, like, my Disney trip that's happening, like, ASAP. Um... Like, those things are definitely happening, uh, but, like, the plans that I have for my business, like, the content that I have for uh, my workshops, that's a lot more flexible. Like, my social media planning, that's not set in stone, but um, as a small business owner, the things that, like, I want to cultivate in my life, I want those in my planner. I need to be able to look at my goals and be like, how do I get there? 
but also like concrete trips to California and Florida, like I don't have uh, control over those. Those are definitely happening. Whereas like my blog plans for March and April, I can move those around a little bit. So like what goes where? Right. Well, that's that's kind of like negotiables and non-negotiables. So if you do want to plan in advance, all the non-negotiables, things that are going to happen no matter what, someone's wedding, Christmas, holiday, those I would say put in to put in. But I'm a person that doesn't like to commit to the style of how I put it in. So that's why sticky notes are my lifesavers because I'll put it in, I'll be able to visually see it and reference it and plan around it, but it won't be once the month is here, then I'll know how I want it to look. So the non-negotiables, put them in, whatever. The things you're talking about as far as like plans and like goals and when you want them to materialize. Let's go back to our girl, our girl, Elise, Elise with, she's like the goal guru. She talked a little bit about this in her stories recently too, where she wrote them on a get to work book blank page because you can see them, but they're not assigned to a date. And I think that's important to see and plot out kind of what you're feeling, but not yet assigning them to a date. Because again, like you said, seasonal affective disorder, seasons are different. Life happens, things change. So maybe when you thought they were going to work themselves out, don't work themselves out then. So it's either put it down in a non-committal way with a sticky note or put them on in a place that doesn't assign them to a deadline. And then you can look at and always reference that blankness and assign them to the deadline when you're more in the mood. Okay, I think those words are perfect. Negotiable and non-negotiable. I really love that. There's so much that definitely is not in my control. Dates of weddings, dates of big family vacations, Speaking of, I am like super low-key excited for Disney. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) I'm going to be living vicariously through your pictures. I think this is going to lead me to talk about my next planner, but the whole thing is what I learned about me from years, right? Like years and years of planning and using planners. And I need one to plan ahead. But because why, you know, because why the planning, planning is becoming a trend and why a lot of us are jumping on a planner trend, like a trend is just something I, I talked about this a little bit in um, an article. I wrote a blog post I wrote for Michaels when they were trying to promote the happy planner and they called me to kind of guest blog and they wanted to talk about planning as a trend. So something is a trend when an increasing number of people are getting involved in it. And if this is the case, then yes, planning is a trend, like an increasing number number of people are getting involved in it. And it's because these influencers are creating planners. It's because, you know, us crafty as females who want to be creative can now be creative with organization, right? Which is what a lot of us kind of gravitate toward this for, because we want that canvas to play with stickers and play with stamps. And, but we also want to plan our lives and make the most of it which is what this whole podcast is about. And so with the Happy Planner, they the reason why they're such an amazing product and what they help to do is they came from a crafting background and just incorporated everything that was successful in crafting and scrapbooking into this organizational tool. That's the point I want to make with that. I'll link to that, um, that blog post. But also what I found out for me through using planning is we're all gravitating toward it because it's becoming this creative canvas. But then, like you said, we get stuck on, but my plans need to get done and I need to be productive and I want to make sure that, 
you know, I reach these goals, but I also want to have fun and, and do all this. So for me, what I found out years ago is that I needed a planner planner, which is my big happy planner to plan ahead and look pretty and help me get things done. But I also needed one that I could be completely un- uninhibitedly designy with and pretty with. And so that's where kind of this memory planning idea that I used to do in my Erin Condren kind of came about. I used to plan in my Erin Condren and then memory keep and use all the stickers and have fun on top of the plans. But it was the two were intersecting in a way that was confusing me and, and not looking as pretty as I wanted it to be and not being as functional as I wanted it to be. So I knew I needed to separate this functional part of it and this pretty part of it. So when I have my big happy planner to plan ahead before that week has happened, I've created this memory planner to plan after the week has happened. And that's where any beautiful sticker that has to do with holiday or events that I didn't get to put in my big planner will definitely work its way into that memory planner. And so even though it's not an organizational tool, it's helped me also with the organizational tool because it's allowed me to do things that I wanted to do in there in this other space. So maybe that needs to happen for some people, right? And some of our listeners, maybe you do need this just pretty planner space, whether or not even you plan every day or or memory keep every day. Maybe it's just more like a mini book, but you can use all those fun things that maybe you're like, oh no, in my functional planner, I didn't get to there's that need filled in this other kind of memory planner. Yeah, totally. I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, but some people do that with in a scrapbook, so it doesn't have to be in a planner. But for me, I love putting my plans in a column that marks what day they happened, which is all really what memory planning is about. And because it's a smaller scale than, let's say, Project Life, it works better for me. Um, its purpose with my organization is just to provide that other space for all the fun stuff. And what I love is like, oh, that event happened and I didn't recognize it or able to factor it in in my big planner, but because it already happened, I know how to decorate around it in my memory planner. For the crafter in me, I need to know that. (laughs) Yeah, so those are my two main planners that I almost work on or visit or think about every day. My big functional happy planner and my classic memory keeping happy planner. But then I I use a mini happy planner since it came out for fitness. And that's another one of those very temperamental guys where when I'm super, you use this word in a past episode and I just hung to cling to it like crazy bandwidth. If my bandwidth, if I'm on the right bandwidth for that kind of planning and I'm motivated and it's the right time of year and then it starts getting filled in. But what I love about my fitness planner being mini is that it causes me to just get right to the point, like just just your food and, and just just your exercise and move on and allows me to, if I'm going to jot it, not spend too much time on it. And for me in 2018, a big focus in my planning that I want to highlight is when do I get pretty and spend the time and what planners do I just use pencil in and get it out and be done? Like I have seven planners in my planner lineup. I'll link to my blog post. Um, that I'm going to write on it that should be published now that you're listening to this. But yeah, Um, that's a big thing for me. I have seven or six and a half that I'm thinking about using in 2018. And just the majority of them have to be purely functional and not pretty. Like maybe one page of a month is pretty just because I had time to do it that week. 
but I have to set boundaries and limits on what gets pretty and what doesn't. Right. I think that's such an important part of it. Like, what do you want from any specific planner? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just have a planner and be like, okay, this planner is going to help me, like, make my whole life better. You need to know what it is that you want from your planner before you can expect to get anything out of it. And, like, even if you want a planner just to make your planner, like, super pretty and awesome and use all of the cool supplies in it, that's totally cool. That's totally awesome. There are amazing planner supplies out there, and, like, when you can get them on sale, you can buy and make, like, the prettiest, coolest things, and, like, that can help you be, like, the greatest greatest most best organizer self that you can be um and like that's an amazing goal so if your goal is to have a planner and make it be like super pretty go for it yes then that's such a good point to bring up a lot of people love the design and the paper and the feel and the smell but then never want to write in it but it's because the reason you have the planner is either because you love like it's not to get things done and that's okay too like if you yeah if you want to hold this planner because it's beautiful like sometimes sometimes I have a planner just to take out the dashboards and hang them right but I'm not going to talk about that because that's not going to help me in my organization. And that's what the topic of this podcast is. But yeah, like honing why you're going to use, like what function you're going to use each for. So I said, my big happy planner is my fully functional actual planner planner. I have a classic happy planner to get all those pretty impulses I have in me out. Um, I have the mini happy planner for fitness. I like that the boxes to, to food log are small and that they give you only six like they give you breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner. So I feel like instead of following a diet regime or calorie counting, as long as I have something to fit in those six boxes, I've done my food. Like I, I'm on this track of health. So for me, yeah, for me just being, and, and if I've eaten too much that it doesn't fit in the box, I know I've overeaten. So for me, just having that space and the fact that it's small allows me to be brief and causes me to be brief, which helps me on my health journey. So that function of it being small and mini and that number of boxes is why I use that as my fitness, right? So then my fourth one on my list of planner is actually, um, I used a horizontal happy planner, which is not at all my thing. Like I like the vertical, I like the long columns, but again, worked for the happy planner was dropped this horizontal planner on my lap. I said, I want to find a use for this. Like it was free and I need to motivate other people how to use this. How am I going to make it work for me? So what I found is because the, hard, the horizontal happy planner had lines and because, again, it was a very limited space for each day, I ended up using mine as like a career journal. So every step that I took in 2000, I think it was, it started in summer of 2016 and it ended this, it ended this December. So it was an 18 month horizontal planner. And for the 18 months I flipped through and I see every major marker of something I did to further myself. I wrote this email. I made this call, had this meeting and it was a quick jot in the one day, but everything contained in that one horizontal planner shows me the progress I made. So that was a lot of fun because it was also like a plan ahead and retrospect kind of planner. It was like a journal for me to track my journey. Um, and so this year I'm going to be using the trendsetter. Now, Happy Planner came out with four different geared 
Uh, they're called planner girl planners. So one of them was this new trend trendsetter theme. And it's basically like a monthly goal type of setup where if you flip through the pages, it's based on what goals you're going to do this month and the little actionable one-liners that you can write for each day kind of thing. So I kind of explore, it's brand new uh, template for me. So I think I'm going to use that as my career journey kind of thing. Any kind of career checkpoint, I can just jot quickly on the line, kind of set myself up for it and brainstorm and, and brain dump like you do in the beginning of the month and kind of track it as the month goes on. Yeah. So what's exciting about that one is I'm going to be using it kind of in conjunction with Lara Casey's power sheets. She calls it an intentional goal planner. Have you ever heard of her? I have heard of her. I have her book. She wrote a book. What was that book called? It's called Make It Happen. Yeah, I'm going to link to her shop, of course. But this planner, the one I have, she calls it an intentional goal planner. And I think there's one for the year. But the one I have is for six months. So it's half a year. Actually, my homegirl from the Happy Planner, she was on the design team, Nita Patterson. I referenced her in a previous episode. I'm obsessed with her. She's the best. Um, she sent it to me as a gift when I quit the Happy Planner. So I just thought it was cute that like she sent me something geared to help me reach my other creative goals, whatever they might be. And it wasn't a happy planner. Like I haven't used a happy planner in years. I have so many happy planners that I had no need to look. I've been dying to get a get to work book, but I just don't have the need for it. Like I've all my happy planners. Yeah. All my happy planners have been filling the need, but she sent me this thing and I'm I, like, I looked in it. She sent it to me in the summer and I flipped through it and I looked through it and it was like, oh, this is so great, but just wasn't ready to use it. So now, yeah, with my six months of experimenting, starting the new year, I filled out a lot of these beginning pages and it's been amazing for me. Like she, it basically, it's a workbook. So it isn't exactly a planner. It, it does have six months and you can kind of fill in whatever month you start. So if you don't start in January, you could always fill in February or March or April. Um, but it has her hand, it has handwritten quotes from her. It acts as like a kind of, um, self-help guidebook. And like, she does a lot of like, I feel like it's a, a printed, um, life coach. Like, that's exactly how it's feeling to me. Like, she's talking to me saying, calm down. It's okay. Like, progress over perfection. Like, all this stuff that I need to hear now. And I've decided, like, I was having a hard time starting it or even filling the lines. that I, we, we, we call this thing when I was um, in the Happy Planner and worked for them and tried to talk to people, you know, new customers. I was like, a lot of us planner people suffer from PSP. Oh no, sorry. PSS. Oh no, PPS. Sorry. We suffer from PPS. It's called precious planner syndrome where we get this thing and we don't want to mess it up. We hold the pages as precious. We don't want to rip them, write them, whatever. So I keep, I always talk to them about how we need to get over that. If you pick up a planner and like feel like it's pristine, you need to let that go because then the function of the planner won't happen. So for me, I decided I, I was having that reaction. I was having PPS with, with Lara Casey's planner sheets. And I decided that if I used a pencil and knew I was able to erase, and she said that a lot in the beginning, she's like, make a mess. Da -da 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 -da. And, she, and then, and then in, in some of the pages, she shows you examples. So you can kind of feed off like her crazy mess. So honing that I, and with the pencil so far, all my pages have been filled out with pencil and that's helped. It's helped me to just get it down. It's helped me to erase what I mess up and 
It feels very sketchy. And that works for me with this. So yeah, so I've decided it's, I've been loving it so far. I haven't jumped into the first month, but I've been loving it. So that's been new. And I feel like I'm going to use a lot of her prompting in my career goal planner. Yeah. So I'll link to her. I'll link to the power sheets planner. So that's my number five, her power sheets planner. Um, yeah. So the big, the classic, the mini for fitness, the new trendsetter, trendsetter for career, my power sheets. And then, yeah, like based on what you, and then I have this big wall calendar that used to be a Stendig. Have you ever got a Stendig? I love them. I love the design and I love the scale. I am really, like a lot of people, my sister has, and it's a condition I found out, are really attracted to tiny things. Like I've been to planner conferences where these people have like palm-sized planner. Like they have a name for it too. The Kiki, Kiko, whatever that. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's a cute name, but teeny tiny things and they just jot and they love how cute it is and that again motivates they're self-aware and know that tiny things motivate me if I plan in a tiny thing this will work me I'm like bigger the better like I want like a full mural sized planner if I could do that yeah um yeah so my dad gave me this free wall calendar that's pretty big it's not as big as a stendig i used to love my stendig but they're 40 bucks each and i can't afford that at the moment so he gave me this free utilitarian wall calendar which i already put project life cards on and stickers on and made girly but i hadn't gone back to that mounted large scale editorial calendar in a while and I think I missed it because I started doing it in December for our podcasts and my blog posts. Again, different color post-its for different color things. And it's been working. So, yeah. So in 2018, more large-scale mounted for me. So that's another one of my one, – another one of them in my planner lineup, which is, again, I'm only – I'm not putting any – Life events, no wedding. That's for my big happy planner. This is strictly work stuff and project stuff. Yeah, and then I say six and a half. I, I neglect saying seven in my planner lineup because I've been using a happy planner budget extension to just track my budget. But I think I'm going to find a way to print out and incorporate it in my big so budget planning will be another kind of planner for me in 2018, but I don't think I'm going to do it in a separate planner. I think I'm going to work it in. Yeah, so it's like six and a half, but that's my lineup, and that's what I'm working with. And so for you, it was uh, Get to Workbook. Yeah, so for me, it's the Get to Workbook, and then my 6 by 8 Allie Edwards binder with um, lots of color-coded paper and some post-its and washi and other minimalist planner accessories. Um, I have the... Uh, Lots of other binders and a whole bunch of stuff in storage, but right now I'm trying to concentrate on those two so I can keep everything as organized as I can. Because then, like how I use my memory planner, you get all that documenting and, and release via non-planner items. Yeah, so totally. Yeah. Through, like mini books, and I'm doing Project Life in 2018. Right. And, um, right now I've been having this amazing time with um, these commonplace books. So uh, Brandy Kincaid caught me onto them, and I'm just like so hooked. It's basically me just like putting everything I think or find in like these mixed paper books and uh, I just make another one mm -hmm. whenever this one is full. I tend to go back and forth. This memory, the memory planning 
has been maybe the longest format of memory keeping I've ever kept to. But I go back and forth. I feel like, well, I need a mini book here. I need, you know, that. But Project Life and memory planning have been the two longest running. So I wonder at the end of this year, because at the end of 2017, I wasn't not wanting to memory plan in a happy planner, but I almost was getting the itch of like, how can I switch it up? So I wonder at the end of this year, how I'm going to feel, but stay tuned. We'll see. And before we wrap up, I had a question. I get this question a lot because I guess people associate me as like happy planner, planner, babe, like planner expert kind of, but people ask me all the time, do you throw out your plan? Like, what do you do with old planners? Or like you with all your writing, like how much of all that writing do you ever discard? Or do you ever discard? I mean, I know you said you kind of categorize and put it in the garage, but people want to know, like, I guess people don't get the concept of why would you save something that has no other future function? Like my memory planner, I definitely save. It's my album, but like old planner planners. Yeah, no, I have all of that. Um, well, that's that's half true. I have um, my planners with useful things inside them, but like all of my notes that uh, have been like rewritten, I throw away the old copies. I don't need like multiple copies of notes. Um, like if I write an outline for something and then that gets written into a draft, I don't necessarily need to keep the outline unless it's a particularly beautiful outline. If I write a post-it that then becomes uh, a blog post that's handwritten, I don't necessarily need to keep the post-it. But um, like a gorgeous post-it will go into my commonplace book because um, that's memory keeping for me. Um, but like, uh, I will organize all of my notes at the end of the year, especially the ones that are pertained to uh, my business, so that if I need to refer back to them, like I know where they are. And uh, like you were saying earlier about uh, knowing where things are chronologically, if I know that I need to refer back to like a workshop I ran or a project that I did in like spring of 2015, I will just go to where the planners are, where the business notes are for spring of 2015 and be like, oh, this is how I ran that email list or this is how I ran that workshop with this PDF. Cool. Great. That's like not superfluous knowledge. Like that's super important to me and like the way I run my business. Right. I think it's just once the accumulation starts getting crazy, you just need a better way to organize all that. But for me too, like I do these, I call them the big cleans. I do like two big cleans a year and I have a you know, one bedroom apartment now. So it isn't as hard as doing it at a house, but I go through every inch of this apartment. And so if I come across something that I didn't look at, or if I flip through and realize, oh, these are notes from when I was a teacher and I'm never going back to that space, then I can, I can part with it and I don't feel so bad. Like I don't want to hoard everything. That's not my goal, but I just feel like a refresh of the things you keep on your desk need to happen. Like maybe, you know, you do keep them, the things that you do want to keep. Yeah. So I feel like that needs to happen. I, I don't, I throw out probably less than I should, but I recycle the things in my face more often. Refresh. Yeah. So that's totally the right word. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm craving. I'm totally looking forward to my studio purge, my annual reorganization, which I'll do when we get back from Disney. Um, and then talking to you about it for our spring cleaning episode coming up. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like this was a great convo. Thanks so much for listening. And I think that, you know, you guys, we want to know, like, are you a planner newbie? Are you new to this whole conversation? Are you a planner veteran? Let us know in the comments. Tag us on your planner lineups on Instagram. Tag Crash 
crafty ass female. Um, and what system for planning on organization are you using this year? Yeah, absolutely. You can find our post at craftyassfemale.com where you can catch up on all of our latest episodes. And please remember to like and subscribe if you love hearing from us. And we will catch you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.